Hey guys, you're listening to the Discover Odessa podcast presented by the Odessa Chamber of Commerce. We are your hosts. I'm Ashley Flores. And I'm Allison Gray. Thanks for tuning in to the Discover Odessa podcast. Today we have Monica Quintero with the Odessa Police Department. She is the public relations manager. Thank y'all so much for having me. It's a beautiful day out and yeah, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the police department. Yes. We're really excited to get down to it and and learn more and hopefully uh, have our listeners learn a lot as well. So And that has been my role to really connect with the citizens here in Odessa and in the Permian Basin and just give them some more insight into what we're doing at the police department. So let's start with a simple one. Um, We want you to explain what you do with the Odessa Police Department in one sentence, if you can. I think when you boil it down to the bare minimum, my job is to better connect the Odessa Police Department with the citizens of Odessa. Open the lines of communication between the two and really let each other know what the police department is doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe that was a little more than one sentence. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I tried to, to me, boil it, sound, it down. It sounded great. It sounded great. People always try to, they're like, oh, I, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Being a former journalist, I know because, you know, I constantly, tell me in one sentence. And, yeah. and, and people, you know, we are in such a fast-paced society. They do want you to break it down and be like, what is it? Yeah. But the other thing I like to say is I am a public relations manager, not a public information officer. So there is there is a difference, and uh, the chief is very innovative and forward-thinking. So this is a new position at the police department, and you don't hear about it often at other police departments. So I think it goes back to our fearless leader, I, I yeah. like to say, and he's always looking at new ways to do things even better. Yeah, I, I have loved what you've done in, inter- you. in like introducing just some of the officers and what they do and yes. and making them, you know, seeing the personal side of them because I think a lot of people don't see that. They just see like them in their, um, you know, With professional the uniforms. forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're very serious. They're police officers. They have to be about their job. Um, but being able to see that personal side of them, they're just like you and me. They've got kids. They've got dogs. You know, they've got favorite hobbies. You know, all this stuff. So I've, I've really enjoyed those uh, posts and just seeing all of that. It's yes. really neat. You're yeah, we want people to know who they are, what they're doing. A lot of these are people who've lived in this community for decades. They raised their kids here. They've been married here. You know, they their lives are here. I mean, Chief Gerke just celebrated 25 years back in July. He's been here a very long time. Um, we have numerous other employees that have been here 30-plus years. Our Deputy Chief, Robert DePorto, I believe he's going to be celebrating like 33, 34 wow. coming up. So... We have people who've been in this community a very long time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I just, I do love those, like seeing that personal side. Because you, like you said, you don't see that in police departments. How did you end up in the position that you're in currently? You know, you mentioned you were a journalist before. Give us a little bit of background of how you, where you were and how you got to where you are. Yeah. I mean, my career has been interesting. Um, I have been a journalist for a very long time or had been a journalist. This wasn't my first time getting out of the business. If people understand the news industry, they understand the challenges. And it is a very, not that my job now isn't, high stress, fast paced um, industry with low pay. It frankly is kind of, 
there are so many elements to it. Um, I worked as a director of marketing um, for a flower growing industry, a flower growing business on the central coast of California. So I did that for about five years and I ended up getting laid off. So I decided, what am I going to do? What am I good at? And journalism was easy. Um, So that's kind of what brought me back. I was in California for a long time, even though I grew up, I was born here in Texas. And so I came back to Texas and got into journalism. But again, I mean, there are so many pros and cons to every industry. I saw this ad, it sparked my interest, talked to some people about it, what do you think? Um, They vetted me for a long time. I joke (laughs) with the chief, it took me four months to get this job. And I think that's one thing people don't understand is the interview process. Uh, Just like in journalism, there are bad journalists, there are bad people in every industry, every profession. But the Odessa Police Department really does try to take it to that next level. Um, My application, 35 pages. They wanted to know a lot of things (laughs) about my life, family members, you know, anything and everything. And they check. And then after that, I had an interview with Chief Gerke, uh, Deputy Chief Matt Davidson, and at the time, Director of Communications, Devin Sanchez. To that interview, still didn't get the call yet, and I was thinking, what is going on? Then they call me in for a background investigation. And so I met with the background investigator, and they were, it was very, very intense. Um, They're trying to see if you're being honest in your application. Because again, they ask anything, everything, Um, They want to know your entire history. Um, And most employees, all officers, most employees then have to do a polygraph test. So, like I said, it was a very intense process. I remember telling my fiance, I don't think I got the job, but it's typical. I mean, they take a very, very long time. And even um, when I came in, it was still, you know, they're trying to you got to understand media hasn't always been nice to the police department, you know? So it it was probably, it was scary for them to have someone like me in there. And, uh, but it's been a great, I mean, I cannot tell you how much I am so proud of this police department, our chief and everything they do and how much they truly care about our community. I felt very, I felt honored to be their PR manager. That's really good. I mean, I remember you're watching you on the news and everything, so, yeah. You know, I love journalism, and now we're lucky that we still do stories, and and a station um, is kind enough to air it for us. CBS 7 does air most of our stories, so we truly appreciate that. But um, I love journalism. I still feel I get to use those storytelling skills in this capacity, but... Um, I feel so honored. I mean, they are our heroes. They are the ones in the front lines out there working to protect our community. And sometimes people don't realize it's not an easy job. Yeah, It is not an easy job. So uh, Chief Gerke, I see him working from early morning to late at night. He's at lots of activities in the community, even on the weekends. Um, so we have a lot of people there who truly, truly care about the city of Odessa making it a better place. What's one big misconception about the OPD that you would like to like hit on? I think to me, it's that people always have this question about transparency. Are they, are they not telling us? Are they not being honest? And I think people have to realize there's a lot that goes into these decisions. 
first of all, we have to craft our words very carefully. And reason being, you know, I'm just going to give some hypothetical type stuff. Say we say we found no validity, validity to this, and then that person goes and shoots someone. You know, it, it kind of it makes you look bad even though you're giving the information that you know right then. So you have to be very careful. We also really care about our victims. Mm -hmm. So we have to be careful about the information that we give when it comes to their reputations, what they're going through. And I mean, we don't want to hinder investigations. Uh, we can't equip the criminals with the, the information to make it easier on them. So there are so many different aspects. I mean, sometimes, you know, I monitor online, I see what people are saying. Um, and if they don't think we're being transparent, that's why we've really come to come up with keeping you informed. We are trying to get as much information out there as quickly as possible, addressing things, but we have to take into consideration a lot of things when we're posting information. Yeah, and the wording, I bet, is just... It's hard, yeah. you know, and fortunately we are, we work very, it's kind of been good bringing someone, be, an outsider of sorts, me, because I'm like, you guys are writing it very policey. Can we make it more <laughs> how your average person would talk? But at the same time, sometimes I want to put this information in and they're like, Monica, have you thought about what they may say in this way or that way? You know what I mean? And so yeah. that's where we have to find that happy medium. And I think we've really tried to build on that, get the information out there faster, make it easier. That's why we have our app that people can download. Um, if it's something big, we put push alert notifications, but we do have to be careful with a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Well, I think y'all did a great job on the, um, the lady that uh, was found dumpster diving. So we had, uh, my husband sent me a screenshot on the Londell Facebook page and it was about they found a lady in the dumpster right and, but they didn't give any more information so I was like oh my gosh this was yeah but y'all were so quick to like get back to the community and report on what actually did happen right so. yeah and that's what we try to do but we are compassionate we care about people mm -hmm. and um Again, like specifics, usually what I post, because it'll be funny, people will call me, Monica, tell me more about it. And I'm oh, like, yeah. what is out there is what I can tell you. Um, and, and I can't comment any, any more specifically on certain cases, but what I can say is we are compassionate. You know, there are different circumstances that go into, and it's a matter, and that's why it is important that we have such a good team. Yes, I'm the PR manager, but I work closely with the chief, the deputy chief, our captains. I'm the only civilian that's in what are called command meetings. Um, but we do that because we have lots of experienced people and I think that's a downfall in other businesses. You don't have experience. You need experience to help balance out you know, new folks that are coming in. And so I think that's what really helps us is we have a mix. We have experienced people. We have someone with my background. We have the real officers, the real heroes that are doing the jobs. We have the leaders. We have people that have been there a long time. And we're able to talk about that information and, and get it out as quickly as possible. Yeah, I definitely agree. That was one of the stories where, um, you know, there's been a couple of instances. Like, you know, you hear one thing and people just, 
you know, the rumor mill, it only grows. And so, um, you know, it's been, it's been really nice to have that connection to be, okay, but what did they say? Because, you know, you get to that, you, you find the information that's actually the truth on y'all's page, mm -hmm. you know, in the news outlet, outlets. And so it's nice to have that place to go to and know that that information is going to be there. Yeah. Chief Gerke has really pushed that. Again, a big reason he brought me in. He wants us to get it out there faster, to be transparent. Mm -hmm. um, and, and like I said, there are factors we have to take into consideration, but we, we do try to answer as many questions as possible. Yeah. As, uh, as you've been in your position here at the police department, what has been the most imp important lesson that you've learned? And maybe it doesn't have to be the police department. Maybe it's, you know, throughout your career, what's the most important lesson that you've learned um, that you would maybe pass along to our listeners? I think diversity and variety of your skills. So, you know, most people, when they think of anchors, they think of someone who is a talking head. And in the past that kind of holds true. But one thing you'll find in my storytelling skills, I taught myself, I bought my own equipment um, in the past. I learned how to shoot, I learned how to edit, I knew how to be talent, and so I learned, I even know how to create websites, even from HTML, I have a certification, oh, wow. uh, write blogs. So I learned every aspect as a journalist. I even knew how to do weather. I, I can forecast the weather. I could do traffic reports. So many people are specialized, but bringing that has really helped the police department because I can shoot stories. I can tell those stories. I can take good pictures. Um, and so I, anyone that comes into my department that I'm training, I try to teach them as much about that profession that I can. And I think having a variety of skills was the best lesson. When you're younger, you're kind of like, wow, this, you know, it, it can be a lot. And uh, it's just realizing having that variety of skills is, is critical. And especially in this day and age where technology is huge and there are so many different, different avenues to get that information out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love seeing all your social posts and all your videos you. that you create. The drone footage of the mural was really good. Do you do that yourself with the drone? I do. Wow. I do. Wow. Yeah. I have my own per personal drone. Um, as you know, to be, you have to have, be next to a drone operator. So there are certain things that you have to take into consideration when, yeah. when you're doing this stuff. But yeah, it, and they make fun of me because I care if someone's hair is messed up or they have <laughs> lipstick on their face yeah. because I was once, you know, in front of the camera. So I want to make sure, hey, let me fix your shirt. You know, when yeah. I interview people, I try to take that extra step because, you know, when you're in front of the camera, it's a whole other thing. You want to make sure that you look your best. Yeah. But we do care about the city of Odessa and do try to put other stories out there as well. You know, our officers see those murals. They see different things. Um and we work with a lot of nonprofits in the area on, on different initiatives. So yeah. we try to put as much information out there as we can. Yeah. We are proud to live here. Yes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So talking about the drones, just a side um, conversation. Um, a lot of people, that's something that's really popular right now of uh, drone footage and everything like that. But I know there is like um, several codes and just, um, you know, things that you have to address and follow. Like, can you give us more background well, on that? Uh, what I do is nothing compared to what our police department does. So, right. uh, 
they're too completely because we have this right. new and innovative um, thing going on with Paladin drones. We did a story on it where it helps with response times to get there faster. But no, for our police, I mean that is a whole separate ball game right. than what I'm doing. Right. Um, for us, you just need a basic certification. It's yeah. really easy for citizens. Um, but yeah. for citizens, but for what they're doing, I mean it's intense. They have to be careful because you know if they're going out on investigations, they can use it for different things. Right. You know, there's nighttime missing persons. I mean, think about how helpful that comes in going to an area. And they have these, I I say I have a a baby drone. They have massive drones that they use to really help, um, you know, missing persons, different incidents. Um, It's it's amazing to see. We have a sergeant, a couple of sergeants who work with that and who are over that. They know all the you know, certifications that you need, but it, it is pretty intense. Yeah. The Odessa Police Department, and you may have read these in some of our stories, were, again, very innovative, very forward thinking, trying to get the latest technology and test out some of this technology to see how it works. Yeah. I did forget about the drones and how that would be helpful for the police department. Like uh, when we all had, or we had the. It was, uh, there was the bomb, bomb threat, threat at the. Um, yeah. The courthouse. Like the courthouse. Yeah. Uh, we actually had an event at the Marriott, and we were able to see the drone, which was pretty cool. Really cool. I mean, like, you know, because yeah. seeing from afar, I mean, yes, that's a very serious situation. Right. Um, but it was really cool to see, um, you know, y'all using that technology and the police department uh, taking all the precautions that they did, and they were so fast in responding mm-hmm. um, and all of that. But going off of that, a side note, a lot of times I'll get a call like, Monica, what's going on? There are sirens, there are this. Yeah. One thing we really do well, um, and all agencies here in the Permian Basin, is work well together. And what people don't realize is whenever we're not the lead agency, we don't comment. So in that case, the Ector County Courthouse, that is the Ector County Sheriff's Department. You're right. And so a lot of people get kind of confused. City, there's county, there's ECISD police. There are different police departments and there are different jurisdictions and how it all works. Right, yeah. That's a good, an, another misconception, I guess, you know, that people don't, they need to take and consider is that, you know, in a situation, maybe it's not OPD that's over it. Maybe right. it's somebody else and OPD is just, you know, lending yeah. a hand and helping with the situation. And, and we do, that's what I said. We work so well together. I mean, that's a great thing. Um, they work hand in hand. So you need us, they're there. And our guys, I, I would say, take a very proactive approach to things. So, you know, we'd rather be safe than sorry. Right, yeah. right. Which I very much appreciate as a citizen yeah. <laughs> in this city. <laughs> me too, me too. Uh, so what is your favorite thing about working for the Odessa Police Department? I think it's just the caliber of people that I work with. Like I said, the vetting process is pretty intense. And I think because of that, you get a great caliber of people. Um, Granted, I think it always starts from the top. Chief Gerke truly cares about his employees, but I feel like I have a family there. I I feel like I have people who care about me. Um, I'm going to be getting married soon, and a lot of them are coming to a lot of the festivities. And so you just have good people. And, and you know, it sounds so easy, but I've worked in work environments that, it's not the same. Right. And I truly love going to work every day. And I think you can see it in my eyes and how I talk about it. But 
I really do. I feel like people care about me. I feel if I'm sick, they check on me. It truly is a family and the caliber of people. It's nothing like I've ever had before. And I'm just so, so proud to work with everyone there. That's what we, uh, the typical answer that we usually get, you know, we've, we always ask um, every guest that's on the show, you know, what what makes Odessa so special to them and, and what do they love about Odessa most? And and it's definitely probably 99% of the time is um, it's the people that make the city. And and um, we, we both 100% agree with that too because that's similar to the chamber, you know, this is a great work environment. And Yeah, well, you have Lynn. You know, retiring after 24 years. How long has Renee been here? Forever? Yeah. Well, not forever, but she's been here a long time. A long time, yes. And I think that's a good indication because sometimes I want to be like, okay, if businesses have a high turnover rate, ding, 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 ding. Right. You know, and, you know, I get it. Sometimes better opportunities and people, if they get a dramatic pay raise, are probably going to leave, you know, but for the most part, when you have time and time again, people have been there 30 years, 20 years. It's just a good indication that it's a good work environment. Yeah, yeah, and and that's you know Odessa is just full of those places. You know, um, I know you know several different places and the people that we've had on. It's just they are that company, and I think that's really unique because you don't always find a city that has that many places that people genuinely enjoy to work at. You know, yeah. it's not just a job to a lot of people here. Like they are very proud of their city and where they work and what they do. So, yeah, for sure. So we have one more question. What does a day typically look like in your role? A day. (laughs) A day, a week, an an hour. (laughs) Oh, you know, I don't have a typical day. I mean, it's even different than news. I mean, every day I knew I anchored at a certain time. You know, I had to have my scripts done, my hair ready. Uh, Fortunately, it doesn't matter how I look these days. But there's no really typical day because, um, you know, like I said, technically I was hired to run our app and our website. However, I've really taken, you know, and I explained this to the chief, content creation and new levels. Mm-hmm. Content creation is like feeding a beast, I call it. Oh, yeah. It's nonstop. I mean, yeah. you know, what stories, pictures, you know, we take it to new levels of videos. Um, so, you know, I'd like to say there's a typical day. You know, today I'm coming here. Then I have a media interview that I coordinated. I also do the media. You know, we try to coordinate and give them as much information as possible. Um, so my days are all over the place. Uh, my weekends, I mean, this weekend I was fielding phone calls, missing person, it was shootings, it was, um, what other questions? Questions about school incidents, you know, and and so a lot of it is just fielding a lot of phone calls as well. So I could be getting phone calls morning and night and it, it's busy and there's no, you just kind of have to learn to go with the flow and, yeah. and do the best you can do. So does that ever get normal, like, or has it yet, you know, with the calls and everything? I mean, crazy things happen every single day. So is that ever a normal call when you're like, oh, well, this just happened. So we, you know, like, not normal, but just like, you you don't have a pause. Like most people, if they respond to a situation, they take a pause as like, they're trying to take in what's happening. I mean, is that something that you ever get used to? 
I think it can get overwhelming. I mean, I try to educate, especially our young journalists in town, because I know I've been in their shoes. I know what it's like to try to chase the story. But, hey, if it's happening in Winkler County and we're assisting, I'm not the lead agency. So sometimes that does get a little overwhelming, getting all the phone calls and explaining and re-explaining because, yeah, I mean, as you guys know, think about getting phone calls all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. can get overwhelming is the best word, you yeah. know. So, but I just, I think it's always about showing compassion, trying to explain. Hopefully they don't get upset with you because, you yeah. know, um, so people will be people, yeah. you know. And sometimes I, I try to take that extra initiative and say, hey, guys, we're, we're not the lead agency. I'll get calls about Midland incidents. And I'm like... <laughs> We are Odessa. I'll get calls about Ector County. Okay, that one I can give them a little bit more. Yeah. I've gotten calls about Winkler County because yeah. we're assisting. Guys, I'm not Winkler County. You need to call, Winkler you know. County. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just think it's, uh, you know, I just try to be a good person and give them the information and help. Yeah. But, yeah, I can get overwhelming sometimes and tiring. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. And most people's emotions run high during basically any event that you're probably working with yeah um so that i can understand that. and then in the, the calls in the middle of the night those you know because we still we're humans we need sleep yeah. you know yeah so i've really tried to educate people and and explain to them hey this is how it works yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job. Thank you. every time I see you, you have a smile on your face. You always look so good. Thank you. I'm like, I, I feel like I look tired half the time. But, I yeah, I mean, I do, like I said, I think it's because I'm around such a great team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say enough great things about our Chief Michael Gerke and our command staff. And uh, we have that mix. We have laughs. We talk. We, you know, and then... We get to business, you know, and so I think that really helps when you have people that, like I said, truly care about you and you enjoy going to work and you just, some of these things, yeah, it's overwhelming, but you laugh about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's great. So speaking of laughing, um, we have a couple of fun questions. Okay. Um, We love kind of just throwing these out here, getting to know you a little bit better um, and letting the listeners kind of learn more about you. So, um... Uh, first kind of couple of questions we wanted to start off with an easy one um, <laughs> are they your... ever easy <laughs> I don't know this one may be the hardest one actually okay. what's your favorite holiday and why oh goodness uh, I like all the holidays to be honest but I mean I guess favorite Christmas I just think it's a, a good time for family and friends when I was in news sometimes it was hard to take off holidays at least now I can field phone calls from my house, you know, but I think usually of any holiday, because people are busy, that would be the time that we could set aside and spend time together. That's the one I always kind of shop for if I was going to get a holiday off, but most of my career, I did not have holidays off. Yeah. Do you have, do you have Christmas off here at this, in this? Yes. Hopefully if something doesn't happen, I mean... What people don't realize is I swear holiday weekends, 5 o'clock on Friday. I, I feel like that's when everything happens. So, Everybody goes crazy. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, but fielding phone calls is a lot different than being at a station, waiting to go on, getting scripts together. So I think I just look at the positive side of it. Um, 
you know, that is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. So... So people, calm down on the holidays. Let me have a break. So you (laughs) heard it here first. She really wants to get a break and enjoy her holiday. (laughs) And weekends if you can. I need sleep. Get it together, people. (laughs) Gosh. Uh, What's your favorite holiday? I probably... You know, I'm really big. Our family's really big on Thanksgiving. Um, so, great you know, Christmas is is great, and I love having that time to just, you know, especially when we have the freezes. I know that that's a big deal around here, but I love that time because it forces us to be together and like actually enjoy each other's company and and get us closer together. Um, and so, you know, that's great. But Thanksgiving is a huge one for me too because, um, you know, before COVID, uh, it's kind of been a little different now, but um, we would always go to Abilene. And my um, family, somebody in my family has a house that's well over 100 years old there um, and has been there for a long time. So um, we always all gather there and everybody cooks something. And, you know, it's a small little ca- little cabin-like house, but um, it has so much, so many memories, you know, and, and there can be 30 of us, 40 of us, and we're pretty cramped in there, but it's, you know, always a, a fun time. There's always something to do. So, uh, yeah, I think Thanksgiving is is up there with, with Christmas. I mean, don't get me wrong. All the other holidays are great, too. Um, but, yeah, that's always a, it's always a special one. Top of your list. Yeah. What about you, you? I would say Christmas. Yeah. Um, the day before, we typically had, like, all the family come over. We celebrate on Christmas Eve, menudo. That's a Hispanic. Yeah, that's yeah. how we would do. It's a Hispanic tradition. Yeah. yeah. Oh, menudo. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> some good I menudo. put some uh, lime yes. in there. Oh, the best. So I just, good. Like, do a whole lemon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it in there. Yeah. <laughs> My mom will make it spicy, so... But, yeah, that's, like, the best holiday, I would say. And ending the night with, like, board games... And then when we were younger, we'd end up opening presents at night at, like, 2 in the morning. But now that we're older, we have, like, uh, my sister's kids, and we do it in the morning. Yeah, you've yeah. got to let Santa come yeah. and do it with the kids. Yeah. That is, I do love that with Christmas now that I have nieces oh, yeah. and, and a nephew. Like, seeing that magic come back to yeah. Christmas has been really exciting. And our fur babies. We can't forget yes. about them. Oh, they get better gifts than I do now. Um, I always spoil mine rotten. So Mine too. They they love uh, they love treats, so yes. you can't go wrong with that. Their stocking yeah. is always yeah. full of them, yes. <laughs> so speaking of board games, um, oh, yeah. my family is also huge on board games and card games and everything. So we wanted to know, and the listeners uh, to get to know, what is your favorite board game or your go-to board game? Or are are y'all? Oh, a we game love family? games. Yeah, I mean, we we have Monopoly, we have Scrabble, we have all sorts of games. But I like La Lotteria. Oh, uh, okay. yes, which is you know the Mexican bingo. And in fact, I'm gonna have my bachelorette coming up soon. It's a party. It's very low key, but we're gonna be playing that. Oh, and fun. so yeah, we love games. It's just a good way to like. You know, kick back, have a yeah. good time, forget about everything, and just have a lot of laughs. So, yeah. we love games. Yes. Have you ever played La La, uh, La, 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 La City? I don't La think La I have. I. Uh, what? Tell me about it. Okay, so you get a, like a random card, and on the cards, it's kind of like a bingo. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's exactly oh, like yeah. bingo, it's but exactly sometimes like bingo. you can use pesos or you use uh, frioles. Yeah, oh. and so yeah, we use that. I mean, it's bingo, and it's good, especially for people wanting to learn Spanish. 
because you'll have corazón, heart, you know, you have different, and, and people learn some words off of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's it's bingo. It's just, you know, yeah. the yeah. Spanish version of bingo. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. We're so, playing it next time. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll bring I, it next yeah. time so we can play. Yes. yes. I just um, I just found a new game, actually. Uh, so I'm in Leadership Odessa this year. Um, I did that and, last time. I just graduated yes, not long ago. Yes, um, So we found uh, Left, Right, Center. Uh, we played that there. And that I've never played that before. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but you went through Leadership Odessa. I did. So yes. what... What did you think? Honestly, it is one of the best programs here in Odessa because, uh, you know, I, I don't like it when people say there's nothing to do or, yeah. the, you know, it, yes. it, and I'll, I'll, my thing is you have got to take an initiative. If you don't like something about your city, what are you doing to make it better? And that is, I think, the role we all need to play. Um, I have to admit, I lived in one of the most beautiful areas in the United States for nine years, San Luis Obispo, California. So it is very different. You had beaches there, you had hiking, then Odessa. But you know what? I love Odessa just as much. And if there's something I don't like, I'm always working to make it better. And I think that's the approach you have to take in life. Um, my fiance and I, he's from Kermit. This is where we're going to call home. We're not leaving. He's a Midland firefighter. Um, of course, I work for the Odessa Police Department. So we are always doing things. What can we do to make Odessa better? And I think there are so many beautiful areas, the murals, the spire, and more importantly, just the good people. We have so many people that are passionate about making a difference. But yeah. Leadership Odessa oh, it was so amazing because we went to so many places I didn't even know existed here in Odessa. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Cool. We were talking about that last night at Lynn's Going Away Party. And, and she's been fabulous with yes. that program. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's going to be very a very different program. I am excited. You know, it will have great leadership. Carla will do amazing oh, yeah. things. Carla's um, incredible. Yes, but I, and it will be different without Lynn. Um, and and we she'll be very missed. But yeah, we've all got to retire sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's. I don't know. If she's, she's technically retiring, time. but uh, you know, she's gonna have some great time with grandkids and really getting to spend that time with family and and we're all really excited for her we will definitely we're a little selfish we're we really want her to stay but um you you understand you know but you know when you work with someone as great as that you do want them to stay um but you yeah we're really excited for for what comes next for her and it's not like she's she won't be at business after hours we're still gonna see her yeah she's (laughs) she's still gonna come around but all that to say yeah leadership odessa um i'm really excited about those new places because you know that's the that's the goal of this podcast Mm -hmm. is to teach people you know odessa has so many things to offer you just have to look for them and find them um and so i think leadership odessa truly will show those different places and you know the food bank and what the police department does and what you know fire department does and you've got all of your educations and i mean there's just so much to learn i mean they had to put it in a nine-month program because there's so much so and we've had um, several of our uh, police folks go through it we had deputy chief robert deporto we had captain daryl smith both of those have been both of them have been with the police department i think for like 30 what I tell Robert, 33, 34 years. Daryl, I think, is up there, too. Yeah. So we've had a number of people that have gone through the program. I think this time we have two people that are going through it. Two or three. One? Yeah. Okay. I think there's only one. 
Okay. Well, each year I know we put one to three people depending yeah. on who we can at that time. Yeah. Well, and it is very, uh, you know, time consuming. Yeah, um, it is. You really have to dedicate a lot of time to it because, um, you know, you can only miss a, a couple of sessions. And plus, I mean, you want to make it to every session. So um, I know that's difficult for some people, especially working a full-time job and then doing that. I mean, you have to be really dedicated to your city. I felt like every Leadership Odessa Day, something crazy would happen. And I'm like, why is this happening today? It was quiet people yesterday. People calm down. Don't you not taking the day? <laughs> so, no, I understand. It's, um, But it's such an important program and I think does so much good for our community and and. I can't say enough good things about that program yes. either. Yeah. I went to, or Daryl was in my class. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. 2019, 2020, 21, right? And 2022. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think we counted about, um, during Lynn's time, we were kind of looking at everything that she had accomplished over her years. And I think there's been in 750 um, graduates so far, oh, or, wow. you know, around that. Uh, for Leadership Odessa, so yeah, good program, good very program. good program. Yes. yes. So one question: What's the funniest thing that has happened to you while working at the police department? Oh, funniest thing! Oh, we love gosh. good stories. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think if I've had any good stories. I, I don't know. I feel like our days are filled with laughs. I can't think of anything off the bat of a funny story. Can we come back to that? Yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Just give it a thought. Give it okay. a thought. I don't know if I can think of anything. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Definitely an extrovert. Um, but with that being said, I love people. I mean, you. I think you can tell my storytelling and and a lot of my background, it's passionate about people. That's what you see. So I love people. I love hearing their stories. I love telling their stories. I like getting to know them. I feel like we're meant to inspire each other. We each have different journeys, different challenges. Um, but with that being said, I do need a lot of sleep. Yeah. Because I think when you're, my, my fiance is the opposite. He's such a people person, but you wouldn't know that when you first meet him. He's more of an introvert when he first, not in your face like yeah. me, you know, um, but he doesn't need as much sleep. And I think part of that is that I need, you know, so much energy going out. I need to kind of recharge. Yeah. yeah. It's like a battery, you know, one of yeah. those energizer bunnies and you need to be on the charger and oh, get yeah. charged up again. So yeah, people don't understand that. Like, I guess maybe they just don't think about it that like, it takes a lot of energy to yes. people, and, and peopling is what I call it. Peopling, so, yeah. Peopling. <laughs> so um, yeah, I totally understand that. Like, you know, you just have to find a limit of each person and, yeah. and find when they're, okay, they're turning down. Let me just give them their space and let them go <laughs> recharge. <laughs> So you're a big coffee person that we've yes. that we've learned. Um, we are both coffee drinkers as well, so we 100% understand that. Um, if you could have a cup of coffee with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh God! And it can be a couple These of people. These are good people. questions. It can be a couple of people, you know. Um, dead or alive. I think my grandma, one thing growing up, and I think maybe you could understand this, is that we had a language barrier. Um, my mom is fluent in Spanish, but I grew up in an area where uh, there weren't a lot of Spanish speakers. So I can speak Spanglish. I mean, I can, I can speak a decent amount, but I'm not fluent. 
Um, so we always kind of had that language barrier. So I think sometimes as you get older, you wonder even more things about your family. Yeah. In my case, it was different. You know, a lot of people don't move far from where they grew up. My career has been different. Um, being a journalist, I've moved around. Um, so we lived apart even growing up. My grandma lived about eight hours away. I lived in Spring, Texas, which is in the Houston area. They lived in the Valley, South Texas. So I don't know. Sometimes as I get older, I wonder about things, and that would probably be the person I'd like to talk with. That's a good one. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That was the same with my grandma. Um, they had, actually, my grandpa, because um, my grandma had passed away before I was born. So I have the same thing. Like, I, I still have that barrier with him right now. Yeah. But it's still, like, I talk to him, but, like, not... Uh, you can't have those deep... Yeah. I'm kind of a deep person, mm -hmm. and so... And I think the journalism side of me asks all sorts of questions, yeah. and I see all sorts of angles, and um, that's why I can see so many different perspectives, mm -hmm. you know? And you have lots of questions, but when you have that language barrier, it does make it a little bit more difficult to yeah. really have those heart, you know, those heart-to-heart -heart conversations that you want to have. Yeah, yeah. I think mine would definitely be, you know, uh, grandparents and, and great-grandparents to see um, and why they did what they did and how we got to where we are. Mm -hmm. um, and because uh, we do have, you know, some Indian in our family. And so to see, like, what they went through and, like, to understand all of that would be really interesting to me. And yeah. um, mm -hmm. anybody would, like history too I mean I just I'm a history buff yeah. so it's it's really interesting to me yeah. to me I, I feel like I got lucky in a lot of ways because my mom and I are very close and she did a very good job of communicating what she went through and uh, she grew up in a very poor household she was the first one in their family to get an education she got a master's degree she was an educator for 40 years a reading team leader and then a bilingual diagnostician so I learned from her a lot of hard work and you know how hard work pays off and determination and just always the one thing is my mom is just such a good person with a good heart and good ethics and it sounds so simple but sometimes when you are in a business world and you see people doing things unethical it's heartbreaking yeah. um but she's like monica you do the right thing you can sleep at night and and so she is just such a good woman, and and again, I can't say enough good things about her either. She did a great job of really having heart-to-heart -heart talks and spending a lot of time with me, so I feel very blessed for that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. Yeah, shout definitely. Out to her moms right yeah, now. yeah. Shout yes. out to her moms. You did good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. I don't take it for granted because you can see around that not everyone has oh, yeah. those kinds of parents. So I'm, she was a great role model. Yeah, yeah growing up, you know, you really do kind of take that for granted. You just yeah. think mm -hmm. it's because you don't know any better. You don't know, you know, you don't really put yourself in other people's shoes at that age. But, you know, growing up, I did start to see in junior high and high school, you know, what I have is, is not what it's, a lot of other people have. And mm -hmm. so you really do start to, to appreciate that and, um, you know, being in the business world now, my mom was um, a small business owner. Um, and so kind of seeing her through that process um, has kind of made me into who I am today. And kind of, you know, like you said, you just, it, it molds you 
and and very grateful for it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Did you ever think of that funny, funny oh, story? Gosh. I honestly can't think of anything. I mean, I I can't say that one. Somebody's (laughs) going to kill me. (laughs) No, I mean, I I can't think of a funny story. I just constantly, you know, I'm not the comedian of the bunch. That is not my skill. But I am surrounded by witty, witty people in my office that are constantly uh, just, you know, playing jokes and saying funny stuff. So yeah. I can't think of a funny story, but I'm yeah. constantly laughing with them. Well, what is, do you have, like, your most um, heartfelt story or, like, something that's happened in and that you're just like, that just was a good moment to have, you know, like, just a heartfelt moment? Like, a time throughout your I, Yeah, throughout mm-hmm. the career, like, something that impacted you. I mean, going back, like, I keep saying, when I walked into the Odessa Police Department, I had never, it'd been a very long time since I felt that family atmosphere and that people truly, truly care about me. And so, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I feel there. I mean, I just feel, you know, I got coronavirus like everyone else at the beginning of the year. And I just felt like, hey, Monica, do you need anything? Hey. Um, So I just feel truly cared about and, and that I have people that, you know, make me laugh. I'm not the comedian. That is not my skill. I'm not funny. I smile a lot. I'm friendly, but I'm not funny. Um, but they always make me laugh and just are good people. So yeah, that's good. Awesome. Well, it sounds like a fun, good time at the at the police department. We need to go visit now. Yeah, so <laughs> and so everyone. people, you know, we've talked about um, getting to know the police department a little bit better and your posts that you've done and everything. Can you let the listeners know where they can find you? You know, you mentioned the app, the name of the app, uh-huh. and, and what social media platforms you're on and where they can follow for information and get to know those people. Of course, we have the Odessa Police Department app that people can download in the Apple Store. We post on Facebook. That's kind of where I'm finding or have found most West Texans are on there. Um, we post on Instagram, we post on LinkedIn, we post on Nextdoor, we post on our website. So there are definitely a lot of different areas that they can go, find out information. And like we've talked about, there's a variety of stories. We post good stories, uh, stories that we highlight different officers. We talk about the different things we're doing in the community. However, we also keep our citizens informed and tell them about some of the stuff because it, it is hard when you start seeing you know dead body found there's no dead body you know there's so we try to clear up misconceptions i mean uh we we try to do our best to keep people informed without you know i've talked about probably the hardest thing about my job is overwhelming because you can constantly have people that just aren't going to agree with what you're doing or who see the bad side or you know if you responded to every single comment, you would have no time, You're, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's just about finding, doing your best to get all that information out there. I'm one woman, that's yeah. what I'm <laughs> one woman. I'm one woman creating here. content, <laughs> posting on our website, posting on our app, trying to get messages. So <laughs> I love, I'm like, I'm one woman, and I'm pretty fast and I'm pretty focused, so that does help. But 
I'm still one person. Yeah. <laughs> so do y'all have any upcoming events happening? I know that y'all just did um, the partnership with Chick-fil-A. Yeah, uh, we had the local, the, hero the local night. hero night. We did. We had the impact party not long ago. You um, mentioned that y'all work with the, um, y'all are over the, um, animal shelter we are over the animal shelter and i think so that's such, a lot there yeah we we have adoption events all the time we're constantly posting about them um we have so many animals in need of a home and it, it is it's hard it's hard to watch i mean i go to the shelter on a regular basis and i want to adopt all of them it was funny i was there i couldn't do it <laughs> yes i was there yesterday um holding some animals and it's funny one of our city employees is like I was holding a little cat. It was this little kitten that just had been crying nonstop. The cat, the little kitten was not even two pounds, okay, right here in my hand. And one of our city employees, Monica, take that home. Thank goodness our shelter director knows how much of an animal lover. I had three fur babies. They cost me a lot of money. It cost me a lot of time. They've done damage to our house. Um, But, you know, it, it is hard to go because... This is a community problem. Not even a community problem. It's a state problem, United world problem. I mean, the same things are happening all over. And it's just about hopefully continuing to educate people on vaccinations, spay and neuter your animals. Because it is hard when we, we are posting on a little kitten today. Basically, she was brought in because her mom wasn't um, spayed. And mm-hmm. they didn't have enough room. Yeah. You know, think about how hard it is. And then the costs that are associated. As an animal owner, I don't know how much you guys pay, but when I go get my doggies oh my vaccinated, gosh. fixed, we're on health science, you know, they're expensive. Yeah. They're ex- and then grooming. Gr- and a grooming. I just got my little. Boarding. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. It's So imagine, I mean, and that is a cost that we're all paying. And unfortunately, it's a never-ending problem. It's never-ending. So um, I did adopt one of my little poodle mixes. Her name's Fifi Fiamma. We got her from the shelter. We were a foster fail. Um, I had just lost a dog 14 and a half years old, and I have another dog who's 15. So I had told our shelter director, let me, you know, I told her what I was looking for. So we brought Fifi home. And we just fell in love with her. Now, my fiance was at the end of Fire Academy, so, and this dog kept waking us up in the middle of the night. He wasn't (laughs) as happy. But then, and these are the kinds of stories I like to tell, she ended up getting parvo. We're so lucky for two things, that my dog had been vaccinated his entire life, so it didn't affect him, because he was 15 years old. If it had been distemper, it could have killed my dog, too. Um, And that she never got in the shelter because these diseases, I mean, they spread so quickly. So what had happened is she had been tested as soon as they picked her up, um, she came back negative. But just like in humans, those viruses can lay dormant for a very long time. Right, yeah. So uh, she got very sick. Um, She pulled through, thank goodness. I caught it very quickly. Something was wrong. You know, she wasn't eating. Here's a little puppy. What's going on? Um, So... Yeah, I mean, there are so many animals in need of a home. Then my third dog that we got, so we got another puppy so they could have each other's playmates because my 15-year-old likes to sleep a lot. Uh, His name is Chugs. He loves to sleep. So I get it. You know, there are two puppies, so we call her. Her name's Penny the Pug, and she was rehomed. And that term, 
I always like to point out some people say rehoming when they're actually selling animals. This dog yeah. was really rehomed. Basically, it was a family, had too many kids. This pug had, she has some behavior issues, so we've had to work with her. Um, but, you know, I try to encourage people, if you can, make a difference. I mean, spay and neuter your animals. We can't right. say it enough. It, it's heartbreaking to go to the shelter and see all those animals that are in need of a home. Yeah, and there's so many, you know, uh, organizations out there now that, like, fix fix West Texas and, yeah. and things like that that you can go to and little to nothing get your dog uh, spayed or fixed and just that way you don't have to. Yeah. You, know, you can be a solution. Yeah, and there's Dog the Rescue or Us. We work with a lot of the nonprofits here locally. There's the Humane Society, so there are a lot of different ways. We're at events a lot of times six days a week, so... And then you'll be out at Fall Festival, right? I think so. I have to look. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like every time we turn around, we have so many. We had Paint the Park this past weekend, which uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that nonprofit, but they help cancer patients going through treatment. Okay. So they have Hope House Odessa, which is not too far from here, and folks can stay there while they're going through treatment. If they need lodging, they provide care bags, um, just so much lunches, a lot of different assistance. So. We are at events, it feels like left and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome to be in the community, though. Staying in the yeah. community. Yes, yeah. and for people to be able to see that side of, yes. of the police department. Especially kids. Like, yes, getting yeah. Getting to play with them. And, like, at the festivals, I've seen pictures where these kids are interacting with the police. And, I mean, normally, well, when I was little, I would see a policeman and be like, oh, my God, I'm scared. Am I getting in trouble? <laughs> yeah, but now I'm like... I mean, you grow, and then you they're human beings, too, you know? Yeah. So and and, and Chief Gerke stresses that. He tells our officers, hey, if you guys, you know, have extra time, talk with our citizens. And I think you see that all the time, all over. Yeah. And, again, I think it always starts from the top, and we have a leader who truly cares about this community and encourages our officers to have that interaction because we have to interact with them during some of the – most horrible times of their lives and so we want them to see the other side yeah, as well yeah. yeah and with everything going on in the world right now I mean you know it, it is easy for people to just automatically be scared or something like that for you know of police departments or anything just the world is a scary place right now so it is really important um, to see that side and to know that they are there to help you and they are there to you know do their job but also they're they're human too and they see that you're hurting and they're going to help you get through that situation yeah so awesome yeah well i just want to say um on a personal note uh i do very much appreciate what you do um like i said earlier uh with the post and everything i think that is just um so important to see that side of the department um and i am very grateful for everything that the department does for our community um, there are a lot of things, like you said, you have so many events coming up. There are a lot of things that we just don't see and that y'all do in the shadows and everything. So I want to speak uh, for myself and for the community and just say thank you to you and to the police department and everything that y'all do. Yeah, I mean, I don't take any credit. They are the heroes. They're the ones in the front lines. They're the ones working from, you know, early morning, late night, overnight, they are the heroes and they work so hard to make this community a better place and truly truly do care about our citizens yes yeah yeah that's that's hard to find sometimes so very much thank you yeah so 
Well, do you have any questions for us before we kind of end the podcast here? Any questions. final remarks? You know I could ask lots of questions. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I asked a journalist. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, but, you know, we appreciate everything you guys do because – I mean, you're right. It takes all of us working together. It's not just the police department. It's not just the chamber. It's not just Discover Odessa. It takes all of us working together to make a difference and make this place a better place. And I think no matter how good you get, how beautiful an area is, you can always get better. And that's how I've approached life. I know that's how many of our leaders approach our community and and so thank y'all for all you do. And, and I think getting this information out is so important. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank thanks you. for joining us today. Yes. Thank, thank you. you so much. We can't wait for our listeners to hear yes. all you have to say.